just because they played at a high level doesn't mean they can coach at a high level. Let's dig into it. You cannot feel this energy. energy. I get this all the time. My guy was a college player. He, he was in the big leagues or he was in pro ball, so he must be a good coach. Not necessarily. Playing at a high level and coaching at a high level are completely different skill sets. Not every player can coach and not every player should coach. And just because they played at a high level doesn't mean they're going to be a good coach. In fact, there is a very particular action that a player has to take in order to transition into a coach. It has to be done. And what I did is I pulled a little segment of a podcast I did with Coach Hogan when we talked about this very thing on what it takes for a player to correctly transition into a coach. I'm going to show you that segment of the podcast right now and at the end. Make sure you stay tuned because I'm going to give you some techniques on how to navigate that situation if you find that you're being coached by one of those guys. So make sure you stay to the end and here comes that interview with Coach Hogan right now. We see this a lot and this is one of the things that you kind of, you shake your head a little bit. Just because they played in pro ball, just because they played in college, just because they came to the big leagues does not automatically make them a good coach. No. No. I mean, come on, Willie right. Coach, Mickey Mantle, they're so talented, they never even, they could just do it. I think Michael Jordan wouldn't coach for that reason. How is he going to, his expectations? Right. He's a freak. Right. He can do things that other humans at that level. That's why you can't. Take Dick Houser, take Billy Morton, take uh, Lasorda. Take the, Lasorda was a left-handed relief pitcher in the minor leagues. Right. The good, they, they had to work so hard and learn so much. To, to me, superstars. Frank Robinson was decent. Mm-hmm. Not well-liked. But he was a decent manager. Mm-hmm. Dusty Baker, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Always had talent. Yeah, Dusty is overrated. Always, always had talent. Always had talent. Always had players. But if you're going to coach, if you're going to for real coach and make a difference in the lives of athletes, you have to resign the fact that you're no longer a player. You yes. cannot compete anymore that way, or else you end up competing against your players. No, you don't. Instead of competing against your ability, and we know somebody, coach, like and we know many people like that. <laughs> so it's kind of it, when I'm talking to my guys and things like that, and, and, and with, with, yeah, is, he, is he competing with you? He hasn't. He's not comfortable with his career. You're not a player. You're not a player anymore. Nope. If you don't retire, put that to bed. You compete. You, you're an adversary to your players, and then you don't recognize their successes, and it's no flipping fun. No. I bet you never looked at it that way. You've got to settle your playing career. You you have to be okay with not being a player anymore and transition to an instructor. You've got to put that competition away. That must happen to be a successful coach. You have to say, I'm not a player anymore. And the shortcomings of your career, they are what they are. You didn't make it. 
and you can't go into coaching carrying that burden with you. You've got to figure out how to put it down. Here's what I want you to look for. Here's the deal. Here are the signs. Coaches that are not settled with their own playing career and they're an adversary to their players, what you find out is when you're doing good, something's wrong. When you're doing bad, something's wrong. They tinker with your swing when you're hitting 400. They tinker with your swing when you're hitting 200. They tinker with your mechanics when you're throwing great. They tinker with your mechanics when you're throwing poorly. When your team is good, there's a problem they find when they're doing bad. You can't win. Every time you turn, you can't win. And what athletes find, and I can see, I can spot them in the dugout, they start looking to draw less and less attention. They start shallowing down. They start narrowing. They're not willing to take risks, which in baseball, you have to take risks. They're not willing to draw attention. The joy starts getting sucked out of them. They start not wanting to show up to the to early BP. They start not wanting to stay late. They want to get out of there as fast as possible because there's no joy in it. Here's your takeaway. If you find yourself in one of these toxic programs, you're going to have to make a decision. Now, first, you're going to have to evaluate the program itself. Sometimes you're in a program where the chemistry of the guys is very strong. It's a great group of dudes. And the culture and the chemistry feed into growth and feed into that joyful play. Sometimes you'll even have assistant coaches that can provide a degree of insulation from that toxic guy so that you can still grow as a player. And if you're growing as a player and it's joyful and there's great camaraderie, I would say stick it out. That's probably a program you should hang into. However, there are programs where it's not like that. And if the joy is sucked out, players are divided, there's no insulation, you find yourself not wanting to go to the yard, you find yourself not wanting to draw attention to yourself because nothing you can do is right, then in situations like that, I would say, leave, get out, transfer, go somewhere else. In high school, you've got four years and that's it. You'll never be able to do it again. In college, you've got five years to play four and you'll never be able to do it again. It is not worth taking an absolute beating just to be out there. Transfer and find a program where you can have good chemistry amongst players, you can be rewarded for your efforts, and you can grow as a person and a player. If you like that episode of Leveling Up, you're going to love the podcast I did with Coach Hogan. On that podcast, we talked about his experience as a two-sport All-American athlete in college, his expectations as a high school coach, as a college coach, and a pro ball coach, and how he prepared guys at all levels to achieve at the highest level they could possible, including several big leaguers. And as a bonus, if you have a question, drop it in the comment section of that podcast. Because on my second interview with Coach Hogan, that's right, we interview all our folks two times, I devote the second interview to the questions that you drop in that comment section. Now, make sure 
that you like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so YouTube will let you know the next time we're posting a video. And to make it easy for you to find the podcast with Coach Hogan and I, I put the link in the description. So click on that link, watch that podcast, and put your questions in the comment section. And on my second interview, I'll be sure to ask them. One last thing, I am giving away one of our hitting courses for free, our IHP course. An IHP is an individual hitting process that'll help you learn how to prepare to hit any pitcher, throwing any pitch at any velocity. It'll also teach you how to take a good day at the plate and turn it into a streak and isolate a bad day at the plate so it doesn't turn into a slump. The best thing about the IHP program is that any hitter can use it using any hitting coach and any hitting philosophy. It is that versatile. I've put a link in the description below so you can get signed up for your free IHP course today and maybe you'll make one of our highlight reels. We'll see you on the field. You cannot feel this energy. energy.